0: listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson.
1: I was the only child, so I only really got attention towards me. I didn't understand how much help she needed and how much looking after and loving that we needed to give her and pay attention to her.
0: Welcome to Rising Above with Becky Davidson, where we hear from special needs families who rise above difficult circumstances and discover that joy can be found in every story. Thank you for joining us. Here's your host, Becky Davidson.
2: Hey friends, I am so glad that you are here this week as we have a very special episode for you hosted by Steve Chapman. And Steve had a chance to sit down with a few friends who all happen to be siblings to individuals with special needs. And what I love about this conversation is that the guests range in age from adult to to college age, all the way down to school age. So we will get to hear a wide range of perspectives on this episode. But before I hand the mic over to Steve, I want to give you a preview of what's coming up on the podcast for the month of November. Over the years, Rising Above has created a number of small group resources for special needs parents. And one of our most popular series has been our Flipside study. Now, we have recently updated this study and we are releasing the updated version in November. And we thought it would be great to bring on some of our favorite past guests and have a conversation about some of the different topics that are covered in this series. So starting next week and each week in November, we will be digging into a different topic and seeing how our perspective impacts the story that we tell ourselves, and others about our lives as special needs families. You're going to get to hear from our friend, Sandy Ramsey-Travick, Sandra Peoples, Melanie Gomez, and the Take Heart Moms are going to be back with me for an episode as well. And I am so looking forward to the next few weeks. And I think you're going to love all the conversations that we have planned for you. But for now, here's Steve Chapman and friends with a conversation on special needs siblings.
3: And happy Halloween, everybody out there listening to Rising Above with Becky Davidson. Of course, this is not Becky Davidson. Either that or she has a really bad head cold right now. But no, this is Steve Chapman. And once again, I have taken over the podcast and we have got a very, very special show today. Uh, Our topic today is not Halloween, but it is siblings, siblings, of special needs individuals and it is going to be a lot of fun. I've got three incredible folks here in the studio with me today. Uh, I'm going to introduce them. I've got TJ Overstreet and TJ is the executive pastor at the River Community Church. He and his wife, Casey, have four kids. They are special needs parents. They have one son who has Down syndrome. TJ is also a sibling. To an individual with special needs, his brother Ivan. Uh, and TJ is a board member here at Rising Above Ministries. Been a long time board member with this ministry. So TJ, welcome to the podcast takeover
4: today. Hey, thanks Chapman. Appreciate you having me. Looking forward to it.
3: TJ is also a friend of mine. I should say <laughs> that too. So that's good. Also, all the way from Knoxville, Tennessee, we have Sydney Fry, and Sydney is a senior at the University of Tennessee. She is studying psychology with a minor in child and family studies and Italian. That is super interesting combination. I like that, um, and she's getting ready to graduate and uh, plans to go to grad school. Not sure where just yet. Um, but uh, Sydney's mom, by the way, Dawn Fry, is also a board member at Rising Above Ministries, and has been for quite a long time. And Sydney, uh, and her family, have been involved with Rising Above. Sydney is also a sibling to an individual with special needs, uh, and so Sydney, welcome to the podcast takeover. I think this is actually your first podcast with Rising yes, Above, Yes, This right? is
5: my first podcast. I'm very happy and excited to be here.
3: Awesome. We are glad to have you. Thanks for taking time out of your senior year studies to to join us. And then finally, we also have Jordan Jones, also known as JoJo by her family and friends. And JoJo is a sixth grader this year. uh, And she says her favorite subject is English, which was my least favorite subject in school. But good for you, JoJo. Uh, she loves dance and playing volleyball and occasionally likes to crochet with her family. And, uh, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, Jojo also is a sibling to an individual with special needs as well. And her dad, Brandon, is also a board member. So we got the rising above board well represented here in their family. So Jojo, welcome to the podcast. Is this your first podcast ever?
1: Yes, it is. And I've been looking forward to this all day.
3: Awesome. Well, we are excited and I feel honored uh, to be a part of your very first podcast ever. So guys, thanks so much for joining us, taking time out of your day to be with us. Now, of course, it is Halloween. And so I thought we'd start off with just testing your knowledge of this uh, crazy holiday. So got a question for each of you to see Just what you know about this holiday. So TJ, I'm gonna start with you. Right. And uh because you're a you're a you're a former man of business and lots of experience there. So uh here is your question, TJ. Where does Halloween rank in terms of consumer spending among major American holidays? Where do you think it ranks? Like say in the top ten, I'll give you a hint. It's in the top five. Yeah,
4: it it has. So to where fall, do you think it ranks? Has to fall behind Christmas, um, and it it probably falls behind New Year's. I, I could see it being three or four. Um, so I'm I'm going to go with uh, three and a half.
3: <laughs> three and a half. That's a great answer, uh, and you're very close. Uh, Yes, Christmas is the number one, of course, uh, but Halloween is actually number two.
4: Wow! In yes, number two costumes. Okay,
3: all right. uh, Listen, and candy. Candy. According to the National Retail Federation, in 2021, Americans spent 10 billion with a B, 10 billion dollars on Halloween, second only to Christmas in consumer spending. That's that's a lot. Yes, that's a lot of costumes and candy for sure. All right. Well, we're 0 for 1. So, Sydney, let's go (coughs) to you now, see if you can pull us out here. All right, Sydney, you're a a college student, okay? So, so maybe you'll get this. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, all right, did you study any agriculture up there at Tennessee?
5: I did not, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: okay. So, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, this state produces the most pumpkins in the U.S., more than 500 million pounds of pumpkins annually do you can you guess what state it is i'll t- i'll give you a hint too. it's in the midwest mm.
5: it's in the midwest um oh my gosh i don't even have a guess <laughs> On who has the most pumpkins. We'll go for California because it's a big state and I'm going to assume they grow a lot of pumpkins over there. Well,
3: California is a big state and they (laughs) they grow a lot of produce out there, but no, that is incorrect. The answer is Illinois, the (sighs) land of Lincoln. Would have never
5: guessed.
3: (laughs) Illinois has, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, 15,000 acres dedicated to the growing of pumpkins in that state. So... All right, Jojo, we are 0 for 2. So it is all up to you to get a correct answer here. Okay. So, so here far is on your- this
4: Halloween. Our knowledge is scary. <laughs> it,
3: is, it is scary. Yes, indeed, it is. So, Jojo, do you like candy?
1: Yes, I love
3: candy. Yes. Okay. So you got a good shot here. So, according to candystore.com, yes, that's a website, candystore.com. What, Jojo, what is the most popular candy at Halloween? What do you think is the most popular candy at Halloween?
1: Hmm, that's hard. Honestly, I would not even say like Snickers, Twix, or M&Ms.
3: Well, those are all good guesses. And a couple of those are actually on the top 10. But the actual number one candy, most popular candy at Halloween, according to candystore.com, is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Recent, and that's which is one of my favorite, by the I way. I was
1: literally thinking of that. And yes. that was
3: like, which I'm they sure. are, they are good. They are very good. Uh, candy corn is actually in the top 10 as well. But it's interesting, candy corn is also in the top 10 least favorite candies. I don't know how that works, but that's very interesting. All right. So, okay. So we were 0 for 3. So here's a bonus question. Anybody can answer this to redeem us right here. The pumpkin, the pumpkin fruit or vegetable?
1: Fruit. It's a fruit. It has seeds. It's a fruit. It has to be.
3: It is a fruit. You are correct, ladies. Good job. You redeemed our our, our, our Halloween trivia. So yes, pumpkin is a fruit. Good job. All right. Well, there you go. There's enough about that crazy holiday. And so, um, so today we are talking specifically here at Rising Above. We're talking about growing up with a special needs sibling. And that is something that all three of you have in common. Um, I have two daughters with special needs, and I also have three other children who are neurotypical, who do not have special needs. And so I see this from a parent's perspective. But we wanted to bring on some actual siblings, people who are and have grown up with an individual with special needs, and so, um, so that is why you guys are here. And again, thanks for taking time. So let's take just a couple of minutes here, and I want I want to hear from each of you, and just I want you to kind of introduce your sibling uh, who has special needs. Tell us who they are and and a little bit about them. Okay, so TJ, why don't we start with you? Tell us tell us about your story.
4: Yeah, um, my brother Ivan has Downs. He is uh, about two years older than me, actually about 18, 19 months older than me, and uh, we uh, we went through basically our whole entire childhood and elementary, junior high, and high school years together. We just kind of tracked through school, uh, so we did a lot of growing up together, spent a lot of Halloweens together, went trick-or-treating in a lot of places, but uh uh, also enjoyed a lot of fun memories through the years. So yeah, Ivan and I are, are pretty close, pretty tight. Um, and he uh, he still he still lives with my with my mom. And so uh, so yeah, he's a he's a, a big part of my life still.
3: That's awesome. That's good. Sydney, what about you? Tell us
4: about your brother.
5: Uh, I have a brother. I have a twin brother actually. His name is Austin Fry. Um, We are twins, like I said, so we did everything together. We always went to the same school all the way up until college. Um, He lives at home in Cookville, Tennessee. Uh, He goes to Tennessee Tech. He's part of the independence program there, and he really likes it. He has uh, quite a few different jobs he does uh, through them that he very much enjoys. And Austin Fry is my best friend. He's funny. He's nice. He's my best secret keeper. He doesn't tell mom and dad anything. I don't I don't want him to know um, And he is just, he's just a light in my life. I, I love him. He's a, he's a good brother.
3: Awesome. Yeah. I love, I love Austin. He, my daughter goes to the independence program once a week and uh, he, yeah, I love it. He's every time I go to pick her up, I, he's right before we leave it, I hear Austin. He's like, bye Josie. <laughs> <So laughs> yeah. Every day. He is so fun. I love him. Awesome. Thank you, Sydney. All right, Jojo, tell us about your sister.
1: Um, her name is Ricky Rose. She's so tall, very sweet, um, kind of sassy when it comes to TV, loving, <laughs> fun to be around, just lights up the room like no one's there. And she's just one of the best things that's ever came to my life. She goes to um, Parkview, and she loves to play Dot McSuffins. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, who doesn't? Yes, there you go. <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, yes, good deal. Good deal. Uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, speaking of your siblings, now growing up, uh, any any fun special Halloween traditions or stories with your with your siblings growing up that, that you guys have? Anybody want to share?
1: When I was little, like. One time, this was well. Our tradition every year is us dressing up all as a family as this group thing. And one time this year, th- this was a special year. We all dressed up different. She was like Minnie Mouse, the roast Gracers. and we went into this thing because it was really cold outside. And we were we did all these carnival games for like hours, and that was really fun.
3: Yeah. We used to have those when I was a kid. I think it was like the Kiwanis Club would have this Mm -hmm. Halloween fall festival thing, and they'd have all these games. Uh, I always loved getting all those little 10-cent cheap toys that probably break by the time you get home. But (laughs) in the moment, they were so great. I loved it. (laughs) Yes, those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah. Uh, TJ, Sydney, you got any, any fun stories from Halloween
5: Um, Back in the day, when we were young enough to trick or treat, um, we always went trick or treating together. And um, there was one year where Austin decided that he was going to be an astronaut for Halloween. And he had on like the whole like head thing. And it had like this plastic face mask you can see it out of. It was really cool. But uh, when he was like breathing in there, it got all foggy. So he walked around for the rest of the night, and he couldn't see anything, <laughs> and he made me hold his trick-or-treat bag because he couldn't see anything up at everybody's door. So I was holding both of our candies, and that's – Austin Fry is pretty funny like that. So that's pretty on brand for him, for us yes. to be giggling like that. So that was pretty funny.
3: <laughs> that's fun. That's awesome. That's good. TJ, now, did you guys go last year, TJ? You and Ivan, did y'all go last year trick-or-treating? Sorry. No, we
4: weren't able to. I couldn't find a costume big <laughs> enough like that's um, <laughs> – I, I, I've been struggle on that struggle bus too. With me, um, <laughs> I can remember though uh, in our elementary school years, uh, one of the local schools always kind of had like a harvest carnival type thing, and the most sought after event to do was the cakewalk, and everybody wow. wanted to go and do the cakewalk, and there was typically only like six or eight prizes uh, cakes mm-hmm. that were done. They'd do it just certain times, but it was inevitable. Ivan was gonna win and he did every year he was the luckiest kid a lot like I I think I need to get him to buy some lottery tickets because he always came home with a cake from the cake walk at the uh, at the at the Halloween carnival
3: (laughs) I love it that's awesome that's so good yeah so good memories lots of fun you know it's uh uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there actually is an age limit in America. I know in Canada, they they actually enacted a, an age limit and no one over 16 can go trick-or-treating anymore. So I, I, don't,
0: Jeremy, I don't know. How do you know this?
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I know. I know. I know the weirdest information. It's pointless stuff. Anyway, well, thanks guys for sharing those, those fun memories. Um, you know, when we think about uh, families and special needs families and um, you know, and you guys, uh, I mean, that's your life. You're living it. You lived it. And so, you know, I know that a lot of times and and I probably did this even growing up. Uh, you know, I did not have any special needs siblings growing up. And but I think a lot of times folks look at our families and sometimes, you know, they see, oh, you've got a, a brother, a sister, you know, someone with special needs. And I think sometimes their their default response is to feel sorry for us to say, like, oh, that's that's too bad for your family. Um, but what what would you guys, as I mean, you're living that, like so many of our families that are listening, what, what would you say to that response to someone that looks and says, oh, I feel sorry for you guys. I mean, you know, what, what would be your response to that? Sydney, why don't you jump in there and tackle <laughs> um, that?
5: I think my response to that is that I don't think people realize just how normal, quote unquote, normal, typical our family really is. I remember when mm. I was younger because – Austin's my twin and he's my brother and Mm -hmm. we would pig on each other just as if we were typical normal siblings and we would fight like physically fight like little kids do like, you know, and a lot of people were like, Sydney, you can't hit, you shouldn't hit your brother. You know, that's not, that's not nice. You shouldn't do that to him. And um, they did not get that just how typical of a relationship bond we have just as siblings. So I think a lot of people just don't realize how, typical and normal having a sibling with autism really is in comparison to their siblings.
3: Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's real good. That's yeah, that's a good answer. And yeah, they're probably telling you, oh, you can't do that, Sid, and you're like, are you kidding? He totally deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they
5: they do have the pity for him, and I think a lot of people did have extra pity for him because he had autism, and I had no extra pity for him because he had autism. So I still gave him the absolute worst, as any sibling would, and a lot of people took that a little differently than how I take it, but, um, yes. he didn't, he didn't get it any easier. That's for sure.
3: <laughs> that's right. That's good. TJ, what about you? What, what would you say to that? I mean, your experience,
4: honestly, I would, uh, I kind of feel sorry for other people that mm. they've not had the opportunity to experience what mm. I've experienced growing up. You know, here I am uh, 46 years old and I've, spent my whole life around um, this and in the special needs community. And it impacted our lives and my life so much that honestly, I wanted to ensure that my family could um, be a part of that. So as you know, Steve, that as my wife and I, as we were growing our family, we felt the call to adopt. And when we did, Mm We, we wanted to be intentional about adopting a child with special needs because we, we saw the blessing and still experience the blessing that it has mm-hmm. brought into our family. So honestly, I, I, I don't want anybody to ever feel sorry for me, but I do feel sorry for those that haven't had the opportunity to, to experience the joy and the happiness and the unconditional love that uh, that you receive, um, and and you see, and you get to walk out with a person that is that that has special needs.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's so so good. I know uh, here in Tennessee, the uh, Down Syndrome Association of Middle Tennessee has this—I uh, don't know if it's a campaign or just just a, a challenge—that you know, so oftentimes when someone finds out they've had a child with Down syndrome. Uh, again, the typical response, maybe from family, or friends is to say, oh, I'm sorry. Mm. And the Down Syndrome Association is like, no, the response needs to be congratulations. Yep, and I, I love that, yep. you know, it's Good. like, cause it's just totally changing, flipping that script. Yep. And, and listen, and we know that, you know, there, the spectrum of special needs is wide. Absolutely. And, and so there's some that are very challenging um, situations and we understand that. But, um, but I think to your point, there's, in the midst, even of some of the challenges, there's definitely some blessings. Absolutely. Jojo, what about you? What, what What's your thoughts on that? And, you know, if people look and say, oh, that's so, so sorry that you've got a sister there. What, what What's your take on that?
1: I would say like what you just said, I wish you could experience what it's like. It's a blessing to me and it's just made me a better person. And I don't know what I would do without her. And I wish people that could, like they could see that, like what it'd be like to have a special needs sibling. They could like experience of how it feels in your life and how it will impact you. And it just makes me a better person, probably others. Yeah.
0: If you've been impacted by anything we've done past or present, we would love for you to join us in a thanks for giving fundraiser this year. Participation is simple, and it's a great way to share about what we do. It will let people who love you participate in giving to further ministry, both in the United States and around the world. Click the link in the show notes to learn how you can be part of spreading hope to other special needs families. Thank you.
3: Yeah, that's so good. And that's so true. I think that's, you know, my, even before we had special needs children ourselves, you know, that was always, um, I just saw individuals who had siblings. And even to this day now, um, I think they're some of the most incredible people, just strong. I mean, you guys have a perspective that a lot of your friends didn't have and don't have. And uh, I just think that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, you know. Of course, at the same time, we do know that you know there are challenges there. There, and you guys know this firsthand. There's challenges when you're, uh, when you are the sibling, um, of, of an individual with special needs. Can you think of of maybe some of those? What were some of the things that 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 were kind of tough or are kind of tough having a, a, you know, a brother or sister with special needs? Jojo, do not you? Won't you? go first on that one. What are some things that are that are hard?
1: I got my like we went in and adopted her when I was 4 and I was the only child, so I only really got attention towards me and I never really thought it would be a lot of attention. I thought I could like play with her cuz we didn't we we didn't know that she had special needs until after a while cuz she was a baby and so it's normal not to talk or walk. And and I feel like it was hard, especially, like, if she got a lot of attention. And since you're a four-year-old, you might get a little bit like, why can't you play with me? And it, that's probably one of the hard things for me, like, trying. Because I didn't understand how much help she needed and how much looking after and loving that we needed to give her and pay attention to her.
3: Yeah, that's a great perspective, especially as a young child. and In and that, and that situation, there's just a lot you don't know about that, and that would be hard. But yeah, I can totally see that. Sydney, what about you?
5: Um, well, I think probably the hardest part for me, especially as like a kid, is that Austin's my twin. He's my only sibling. Um, it's just me and him. So uh, growing up, I definitely felt like he was of most importance and I was definitely kind of like the side character. Of our family, mm. um, I really struggled with that, especially as like a little kid. I felt like maybe um, my feelings were as important, or I wasn't as funny, I wasn't as cute, you know, as mm. Austin was. So I definitely struggled with that as a kid, especially when I was more Jordan's age. But now that I'm a little bit older, um, one of our big struggles in my household is that Austin's very much a schedule follower. So things like family vacation can go south real quick if we are not mm-hmm. home in bed at 8 p.m., dinner at <laughs> 6. So there's a strict strict schedule we got to follow around here. So yeah. now that's really our big struggle is that it's very hard to go outside of what our fa- our family norm is and do something different because Austin just does not like the change. So that's definitely a struggle.
3: Yeah, yeah. We I understand that firsthand in our family for sure. Yeah.
4: TJ, what about you? You know, um, I think maybe uh, kind of thinking back through, um, especially like the the high school years. Maybe understanding that, um, and I in the moment it was it was frustration, but I know that my what my parents were doing was the right, like it was a good thing. Like they told, they said basically, hey. If you're going to do it, your brother's going to do it. Like you're, he's going to be involved with mm-hmm. these things, and so I felt like that maybe, maybe limited me in the in the moment, um, but it also protected me from a lot of stuff too. Like um, I, I had to make, I had to start making some uh, some wiser decisions earlier on in my life, if that makes sense. Like I, I, if Ivan was going to be there, I would not I didn't want to be somewhere that I didn't want Ivan, and so it, it kind of. Mm-hmm pushed me into a little bit more of a mature role earlier in, in my life. And I, and I think that, uh, having that responsibility, um, in the, again, in the moment was frustrating, but looking back on it, man, what a great lesson and experience it was uh, for me in preparation to have to make some hard decisions later on in life and, and understanding mm-hmm. what it looked like to have responsibility.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's a good perspective. I'd never really thought about like that, but, um, and and all of you guys have kind of said this, um, and uh, I had never actually heard it referred to this until just last couple of years, but um, oftentimes you guys are referred to as shadow siblings, Mm. and it's the idea that, you know, and and you all have kind of mentioned to some degree of this, that, you know, you grow up, growing up with a a sibling with special needs, sometimes you feel like you're living in their shadow, Mm. Um, And especially if, if they have, you know, some major medical challenges, struggles or issues that require a lot of extra attention, perhaps from your parents, um, then you kind of feel like you're living there in that shadow because they just, and especially I think when you're really young, there's the sense of that and, um, you know, but, but kind of, have you guys heard that term and, and, you know, did, did, did you ever really kind of feel like that, that like. I don't know that mom and dad actually, you know, are paying attention to me or I'm not really getting the same amount of attention. Did you ever struggle with any of those feelings growing up or even right now, Jojo? You're you're you're, you know, you're the youngest here and so you ever have any any feelings like that, any struggles like that living in Ricky's shadow?
1: Sometimes it's hard like if we have something like if I have to do like five something that's important and sometimes we have to go to her stuff. It's hard. And also, like I said, it's hard when you're younger and you don't understand how much attention they need. And you're like, I don't understand. Why don't you just come upstairs and play with me? And I didn't know better.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. You, you mentioned there that sometimes their, their thing or their appointment or their need trumps what you might want to do. Uh, I know my my kids, we've seen that at times in our family where, you know, it's like, well, we, we've got to do this because our girls with special needs, this has, you know, and, and so you they've kind of felt like, well, that's not fair. And, and, you know, Jordan, just like you said, you know, they don't always understand. And this is a quick let me just kind of interject this question right here. Growing up, um, when you looked at your sibling, did you see them? as an individual with special needs first, or did you, this is my brother, this is my sister. How, how, what's that? What was that like for you guys?
4: It's just Ivan, right? It's yeah, just, it's yeah. just my brother. It's <laughs> Austin, just Ricky Rose. Like I, I, at least that's, that. that's my perspective. Like he was just, he was just part of the family, right? Like I'm, I'm the youngest of, of five boys and Ivan's just older than me. And so kind of back to that question that you had asked, like I, my brothers would say that since I was the baby, I got all the attention anyways. Um, But, uh, but I don't, I don't, I think it was, I think my parents did a really good job of, you know, allowing me the time that I needed. And, you know, Ivan too, like I had to come along with some of Ivan's things and Ivan had to come along with some of my things. And that was just, Mm -hmm. uh, that was just the way that it went.
3: Yeah. What about you, Sydney?
5: Um, I definitely felt like the shadow child. I mean that in the most um, unharsh way possible because I know that a lot of people who may be listening may kind of feel the guilt that I felt as a child where I felt rather guilty that I wanted the attention that my brother had Mm and I – wanted the adult relationships that my brother had because he was such a cute kid. Like, you know, he had the glasses and he was funny and everybody (laughs) loved him. And he always had this, these crazy things to say. And he was like always spelling out these crazy words when we were little kids and I couldn't do anything like that. I wasn't funny or a good speller, you know? So, (laughs) um, (laughs) so I definitely struggled in his shadow for a very long time until I became a teenager, but many life lessons were learned and, um, taught me a way of independence that I'm very grateful for, but it was definitely hard. It was definitely very hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and just as you were sharing that, you know, thinking about, um, I think one of the things that, uh, in talking with parents and, and adults now who grew up with a sibling with special needs, um, did you guys ever and, and and Jojo, maybe you right now, ever struggle with um with feeling guilty because maybe um, you know, you 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 wish that you your sibling didn't have special needs, or maybe you got jealous because, you know, well, we don't get to do this. Other families are doing this, but we can't because just the limitations that my sibling has. And did you ever kind of wrestle with the real feelings you had and, and but then like maybe feeling guilty because, you know, I mean, you know, those were just feelings that I had ever having experience with that growing up. Like, you know, this is probably not, I feel bad for feeling this way, but I do, I feel some jealousy. I feel some shame or embarrassment, or I feel some frustration that we're not getting to do this, or I, I'm, I'm jealous of the attention they're getting. Any, any, any of that stuff for you guys?
1: Definitely, like, a, a little bit getting jealous. I have felt a little bad about that, like, because as I got older, I feel like I've gotten, like, especially less jealous. I'm not really jealous now, but it's, like I said, like, it's hard when you see someone that gets the most attention and you're kind of, like, just there. Yeah, it feels like and it kind of feels bad that you're feeling like that because like she needs this attention.
3: Yeah, sure. And sometimes maybe they, they get applause and praise for doing things and that you're like, that's so easy. I do that every single day and nobody ever praises me. But, you know, because because of the challenge it, they might have to do that simple task, you know. But yeah, Sydney, any any thoughts on that?
5: Um, I had kind of shared that when I was a child, I was jealous of uh, all the attention that he got. Now that I'm older, I do not feel that way. Um, but now that I am older, um, I am like a single person. I'm a single college girl. And I do um, sometimes feel guilty. And I struggle with um, what if I find a partner who doesn't like people with autism or is scared of people with autism or is uncomfortable mm-hmm. around them? Like, I have fears about having to like teach my future partner about this is how Austin is. And this is what he does. And Mm. he's going to ask you a whole bunch of crazy questions that you probably don't know the answer to, (laughs) but like, that's okay. You could just say, you don't know. And like to introduce somebody to that and introduce them into that dynamic when they've never been there before is very nerve wracking. So um, I have to work through those feelings within myself and those feelings of guilt and just be accepting as I have been. And, um, be okay with that—that that I'm gonna have to teach somebody that one day, and that's mm. okay, and it will come naturally, and it will flow, and it will all work out. But that is something that I do struggle with.
3: Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's thanks for sharing that. That's uh, hadn't really thought about that, but yeah. DJ, what about you? Any of those feelings, struggles growing up? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm,
4: I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember back. Maybe it's just been so long, and I've just suppressed them. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily remember um, having any, any feeling of inferiority or, um, or jealousy or, but realistically it could have been, I mean, I, I do remember, you know, some of those squabbles, if you will, that, that we got into and fights and wrestling matches and, you know, mom and dad would always say, Hey, quit picking on your brother. Like, you know, kind of taking his side on things. So in that scenario, I'd be like, come on now. Like, (laughs) don't be, don't be just giving him all the attention and and making me, you know, pay, pay the price uh, because he's at fault here too. So those, those types of things. But I don't, I don't necessarily remember um, walking through any, any type of emotional feeling of, of being made as to play second fiddle or, and it could have been just that my, i be honest, man. My parents were awesome. Uh, they, they. I look back and I, I just. I hope and pray that my my wife and I can be half the parents to our kiddos that that mine were to me.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that, what are some things that your parents have done well? Now, I mean, you know, I'm a parent and. I loved my parents, but none of us are perfect. Obviously, we know that. But, but what what are some things? To, you know, like like TJ, you just kind of hit on there. What, what are some things, guys, that your parents did and are doing really well in terms of helping you? Uh, you know, navigate that, that, Hey, you know, I do have a sibling with special needs and there's differences and there are some things that, that are going to look a little bit different. Uh, wh- wh- how, how have your parents, I mean, cause that, you know, we're going to have a, we'll have a lot of parents listening to this and, you know, this is your chance to speak to them even about like, here's some things that my parents have done and are doing really well, um, to help me, you know, um, maybe not, uh, live in that shadow or at least feel like I am or that kind of thing? What, what are some things? Can you share some of those things? Sydney, what about you?
5: Um. So my my mom, um, who is actually like my biggest role model and somebody I want to be like when I grow up, <laughs> um, obviously it probably was not in her plans to have a child with autism, especially a twin child with autism. Mm-hmm. But she acted like that was in her life plan. Like this whole time she was just born and ready to be a mother to a child with autism because, mm-hmm. um, uh, for our whole lives, uh, we were involved with things like that. Like we were, I was involved in rising above when we were like six or seven and I'm 21 now. So mm-hmm. we have done things for Austin with Austin in support of Austin, um, my whole life. And that's pretty rare. I feel like it, does take a second when you're in the community to find the community you know and find the Mm -hmm. people to connect with and my mom acted like that she was born for that like it was no struggle at all and she Mm -hmm. was just ready to face that and i really admire her for that because i'm sure that was very scary at the time for her um but i would have never been able to tell that she was ever scared or sad or fearful she just took life in her hands and went with it and I really admire her for that but um my parents were also very supportive of everything I did in high school I did theater in high school they were there for every show that I did and that really helped me feel like they were also in support of me and not just Mm. in support of Austin they were both of us Austin was there sometimes sometimes we could not sit through the entire show and for that I understand but my parents were very supportive of me and my brother especially during that time
3: yeah yeah that's so good uh Jojo, what about you? What What are some things you feel like your your mom and dad are doing really well?
1: Well, to help me, like get it, like kind of not feel like the shadow. They have like they always they all take me on trips and like we do family stuff together a lot with Ricky and us and like like Dollywood, for example. We went a couple weeks ago. We always go on family trips and also. Like one of the reasons why Ricky is so loved is like my mom thinks of what how would she want to be treated with both of us and how she'd want mm. like, if I was in their shoes, what would I want to be treated like?
3: Yeah. Mm. Well, that's 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 so awesome. Um, well, you know, as I've said, uh, earlier, I think you guys are incredible. I think uh, as I see, and you know, in Sydney, I, I remember you and Austin, when you guys were little, our girls were little, and we first started getting involved with Rising Above, and just seeing our families, and seeing you guys grow up, and, and then just even seeing um, adults now, uh, who are my age even, and who are caring for their sibling with special needs, and uh, I just think some of the most incredible people on the, on the face of the earth. I, I had some, we have some, some good friends and our, our oldest daughter and their daughter were buddies growing up. And one summer they asked if she could go on vacation with him. They would always go to this family camp in Texas. And we were like, yeah, that'd be great. And um, one of the, one of the neatest stories, our friend uh, said one day they were at the swimming pool and our daughter was with them. And there was just a few, few couple of families there and one of the families had a son with special needs. And this mom came to our friend and said, who is this kid with you? And she said, oh, it's it's one of some of our friends back home. It's their oldest daughter. And they were just praising her because they said, you know, most of the times when our son who has special needs gets in the swimming pool, the other kids have nothing to do with him because they're afraid of him. They don't know what to do. And she apparently was just in there splashing with him and playing with him. And our friend said, oh, well, she has two sisters who have special needs. So, you know, she didn't think any, he didn't scare her, his quirks, his things didn't, you know, and, and you know, she knew that, you know, he if he's in the pool, well, he's not fragile. I can probably splash him and, you know, play with him. And that encouraged me as her dad just to see that, you know, and 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 today, I mean, she she actually works and and is you know cares helps care for adults with with disabilities and special needs because she can do that. It's not a it's not something foreign to her. And so, I just think that's awesome. I think you guys are awesome. And um, as we kind of wrap this up here today, um, last thing, just um, take a couple of seconds and share. And you kind of have to a little bit, but one last thing, just. How would you say, looking at your life at this point, um, how would you say your life is better? You are a better person, whatever that is, because you have a sibling with special needs. How would you say that your your life is actually better? Jojo, why don't you go first?
1: I would say since when I was little, it was like, it was, I was so used to it, I was like, it's so normal, it wasn't any different to me, like, having a special needs sister, so, like, it might be different to my friends, and she just, like, lighted up my spirit, and, like, showed me how, like, I feel like special needs siblings, and, like, children, anyone, are, like, so capable, and I wish a lot of people knew that, and, I just love sharing and she made me like definitely less selfish since I understand her needs and then I started understanding people more.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. It's a good answer. Yeah. Sydney, what about you?
5: Um, I would say the number one thing that Austin taught me uh, that I use in my life and I'm definitely going to use in my career as a therapist is that um, nothing is too weird. (laughs) Uh, that there's no such thing as a too weird of a statement or too much of a feeling or too weird of an interest, too Mm -hmm. weird of a food combination. I just find myself in my everyday life having absolutely no judgment for literally anybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm blessed because my brother taught me early on that things were going to be weird and things were going to be different. And this is the way that life is now. And in a way, that's a blessing because I get to live life in live through other people's experiences that maybe I would have had been more reserved to if I didn't have a brother with autism. So very thankful that he taught me how to go with the flow and just enjoy people exactly as they are.
3: Yeah. No, that's that's great. I love that answer. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. Uh, TJ,
4: what about you? I think just understanding, as I kind of look back over at least the way that I'm wired, what Ivan helped me do and kind of still helps me do is to understand that I don't have to sweat the small stuff and I can have joy in all things. Right. Uh, Both of those are scriptural Mm -hmm. concepts. Right. We, we know that. Um, But, Mm -hmm. but I saw it and I see it lived out through Ivan. Right. He's never met a stranger. Does he have his bad days? Yes. But, his good days mm. far surpass. He's, mm-hmm. he's always joyful, always has a smile on his face. If if the plate of spaghetti gets dropped in the floor, no skin off Ivan's back, right? And and so it, it was it, through my life. It it enabled me to to kind of get a different perspective, to see things through the eyes uh, with a with that childlike faith, right? Because that's Ivan at forty eight years old. Mm. You know, still has that childlike, jovial faith and attitude. And so I think that that's something that's just Mm -hmm. hung with me. Um, And I wanted to kind of, if I could, go back to your previous question real quick. One thing that um, I just wanted to maybe, I know we have a lot of parents um, here that have uh, typical children and special needs children. And one of the things that I think my parents did really well Mm Um, and it, 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 at least it worked, it was good for me and my personality and is that they were not afraid to uh, shy away and tell me and prepare me for what my role and responsibility may be later on in life. Like that, that there was going to be, there's probably going to be a time Mm -hmm. that I might need to come alongside of my brother and, and help care for him and do those things. And so mm-hmm. it helped me have a greater appreciation as I was going through, um, my late high school, college years, even my early married life of knowing that, you know, I need to, I need to come alongside and help and, and, and be, uh, be a brother to him, be family to him. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it wasn't an inconvenience to me, but I, I, I appreciated that my parents didn't try to uh, insulate me from it or to, um, mm-hmm. to quote unquote protect me. Uh, they just wanted, they were good about telling me, Hey, this is reality and this is what life looks like. And it's yeah. going to be a little bit different for us, but boy, I am so grateful for the different, right? I'm so grateful for the different. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. That is so good. And that's, that's good encouragement uh, from all of you guys for, for parents, for, 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 Siblings, people that are living the life you're living, for sure. Um, Wow. Well, thank you guys. Thank you all so much for taking time. You know, we're we're excited here at Rising Above because one of the things we're uh, rolling out, hopefully this coming month, November, uh, we we've created a video for siblings, for guys just like you. It's targeting elementary age boys and girls, kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, It's called the Sibs Show. And uh, Sibs, we obviously short for siblings, but we say it's super incredible brothers and sisters. And it's just a little 45-minute hour-long little show. It's very interactive. Families can do it at home with their their neurotypical kiddos. Churches can have a party for for these kids and, and watch this show. It's highly interactive. There's games and stuff. They can play along with us. Um, and our big heart there, the message throughout the show is just... Um, saying to these kiddos that, you know, you are seen, you are incredible. And just as you guys have said, um, what God has given you in this sibling with special needs is nothing to, to, to feel sorry for yourself about, is nothing to be sorry over, nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually, it is a blessing. Is it hard? Sure it is. But, you know, that's the reality of life is that we we live our life on these dual tracks of one track is the hard, but the other track is the joy. And we have to learn, you know, to to see that both of those are there in our life at any given moment. Uh, so we're excited about that. It's called The SIBS Show coming out. It'll be at our website, risingaboveministries.org And uh, we want to encourage uh, folks listening. We'll announce on our website and it's an absolutely free resource. Anyone can download it and watch this with their kiddos Um, And we're really looking forward to that and just to be an encouragement to these siblings because we think you guys and and everyone else out there are truly super incredible uh, brothers and sisters. Um, So thank you all again so much for being our guests here on the Rising Bow podcast and just taking your time to be with us. Uh, Thank you for being incredible brothers and sisters, incredible examples and role models out there in our community. Our world is a better place because of families like ours. I really believe that. I am biased. Yes, absolutely. uh, But I totally believe that. So thank you guys for being with us today. And thank you all out there for listening and joining us here on Rising Above with Becky Davidson. Becky will be back next week in the the chair here hosting the show. I always love when I get to take over and be in here. So thank you guys uh, for being with us. And God bless you and have a great day.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Rising Above with Becky Davidson, created and produced by Rising Above Ministries. To learn more about us and our resources for special needs families, visit risingaboveministries.org or download our free app. If you've enjoyed listening and want to hear more, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. You can always share it to encourage a friend. And remember... Joy can be found in every story.